Hey, ringers, welcome to episode 65 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. I am mildly excited about today's episode. That's a lie. I'm so excited. (laughs) All the things. I get to talk about my favorite, favorite things today, guys. Um, And you do do a lot of talking. You just said doo-doo. Oh. See what I did there. (laughs) See what you did there. Uh, Yeah, this episode is full of just questions to ask your wedding planner or your wedding coordinator. And obviously, I am super biased, guys. And I did a lot of talking in this episode. So um, prepare yourself for that. But I really... um, I really love sharing this stuff, and Dan, I love um, I love all that you were able to add to this um, to this episode, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of those ones where like uh, she Danielle really steps into her element here. She had all the good words today, um, and uh, this is one where you're going to need to get your your notebook out and and sit and probably go through it once or twice. It's a really excellent episode. Good job, Danielle. Thanks, Dan. All right, and uh, we actually. Outside of, um, for our ringers who are planning weddings out there, I've had a lot of people reach out um, that are interested in kind of diving into the world of wedding planning, and we do get into that a little bit in this episode. So if you are a Patreon supporter, um, and this is for everybody, patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I, guys, I am... I am in it to win it for you guys in the Patreon group. So please hit me up in there. I am an open book when it comes to this stuff. Dan is in there. We're both just so excited to be um, continuing these conversations and really diving into um, ways to just make everything a little bit better, right? Yeah. And a little bit more exciting. Anyway, awesome. I'm excited. Shall we? Uh, shall we hit the button and play this episode? Let's make it happen. Boom. Hey, ringers, I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. So let's hop in, shall we? Let's. Let's. Um, So... Uh, this is going to be such a great episode because, um, again, I love when Danielle like gets to talk her talk and and um, she's just filled with so much good advice. And I'm excited to listen to her talk about questions to ask your planner. Um, so we're going to hop into this episode and I'm going to lob a few uh uh, balls up there for Danielle to knock out of the park, but mostly I'm just going to let Danielle do her thing uh, and let her crush this. And um, I'll see you guys at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Dan, I'll let you talk a little bit during this one. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Throw me a bone every now I'll let you out of the cage every now and then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, so, yeah, this is uh, – we're talking about, like, questions to ask your wedding planner or your wedding coordinator today. And this is obviously a topic that I feel close to and I feel passionate about. A little something about it. I Well, I like to think after 10 years that I have found um, – you know, some good systems, right? And I've shared those systems with obviously all of our ringers, particularly my clients, which is where this all started from. So I think that there is a lot of question marks surrounding what a wedding planner can do, what they will do, what they may not do. And um, I think to talk about them and to bring them into the light just makes everybody feel more confident as they approach the subject, If as they say, is this something that we need? Is this something that we want? And just gives you uh, more knowledge to make a really good decision that works for you guys. I know that um, by nature, I am always a huge advocate of a couple having a planner or a coordinator on their team because I can just see the differences when there is one and when there isn't one and how a couple sort of experiences Big the process, time. especially how they experience the wedding day. So I'm, I'm a huge proponent of that. And um, I think it's one of those things where when you go through your day and if you don't have somebody on your team, it's so easy to look back and say, I wish we just hired somebody. So this is me jumping in ahead of time to be the little like Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder and just give you a little glimpse into the future of what maybe could be a possibility so that you can make a decision that makes sense for you. Awesome. Cool. So 
Um, as with the previous uh, episodes that we've done with like questions to ask your photographer, your DJ band, we're sort of assuming at this point that you've already determined that you like this person's work, you like their style, they're already available for your wedding date, and you're sort of moving on now into like learning more about what they do and how. Okay, so right. that's kind of where we're starting from with all of this. Um, so uh, shall we just jump right in, Dan? Yeah. Uh, so, all right. I, th- I think I think you need to uh, just talk a little bit about like what coordinators do in terms of like how they can help. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because that is um, a common thing. One of the first things I ask when a couple reaches out to me to say, "Hey, are you available for our date?" is I start trying to figure out what kind of help they actually need. And there right. is no standard across the board um, of what every single planner can offer you. So it's a really loaded question, right? Big time. Um, but I have found that most planners often some version of like three different things uh, with some extras and you know whatever. But like just to keep it as simple as possible, there's like like I said, roughly three different things. And everything we're going to talk about today is in no particular order that like you need to ask in this order and this is how it needs to go. It's just some things to give you some really good talking points as you go through. So um, those three basic services that a planner or coordinator can offer you, and those words are relatively interchangeable. Um, First, it's full planning. The kitchen sink, everything they can do for you, it may or may not include design, but they are there with you often with meetings. They might be helping you pick out the venue. They're probably working with you on a budget. They're they're really involved in the entire process. Ideally not taking over, but very, very, very much alongside you every single step of the way. Is this like somebody who's coming on like a year out or or, or can full planning still be done at like three months? Well, if the nothing has been done and it's three months until the wedding, <laughs> yep, full planning yes. can okay. start at three months. <laughs> you want to bring on, as we've talked about in previous episodes when we talked about how to like really build your team of planners, if you know you want a full-fledged, full production planner on your team, that's the person you want to bring on as early as possible in the planning. So, you know, people can be engaged for a year, two years, three months, a week. It really just depends on your own timeline, but the sooner the better. Let's say that. Right. Okay. 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 So that's the first thing. Um, The other side of it is wedding management. Now, wedding management is also often called day of coordination or, um, month of coordination. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of those either terms, month of or day of coordination, because they're just not super accurate. So there's a big shift happening towards the term wedding management. So if you reach out with that term, uh, your planner is going to be like, ooh, I like this person. They know the jargon, (laughs) right? It's a little pro tip. Um, But wedding management is mainly focusing on pulling all of the details that you've planned as the couple together in a way that's like neat and tidy and organized and ready to go so that that day they can execute everything that you've planned. Some are on board right from the get-go. Some services don't start until later, until closer to the date, but really they're just focusing on on bringing everything together. Um, Some offer recommendations, some don't. That's like nitty-gritty stuff. And these are things that you want to find out what is and isn't included in specific packages because they don't compare apples to apples across the board. Um, But that's, that's your like most basic service that a planner is going to do. That means that they're there for you on the wedding day, ready to execute the day, manage everything that's happening, and keep things on track. Now, somewhere in the middle of that is a term uh, called partial planning. So you've got full planning and you've got wedding management and then you've got partial planning, which falls in the middle, which is is a really gray area. where maybe Sounds it's like it. yeah right this is why it's really complicated dan you're in this industry and you're like looking at me like i've got four heads already so ringers i hope you're still hanging on but um partial planning like i said falls in the middle where you're maybe not you don't need help with the whole kit and caboodle but you do need like a little bit help or maybe you want like a, to your planner to come out with you to your venue just to walk through some stuff and like be like hey can you tell me like how this should flow things like that partial planning is that middle ground. So for me, most of my couples fall in that partial planning sense where they need a little bit more help than just managing the day itself, but they don't need someone, you know, really holding their hand through the entire process. They just need a little bit of guidance, um, maybe some little extra things here and there, but for the most part, that's where they fall. So does that make sense? <laughs> so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was good. That was a lot of information already. I'm just like holding on oh. and I hope everybody else has like got their pens and pencils and pencil sharpeners 
buckle up. Ready to go out there. Holy Pencil moly. Sharpeners. Yeah, buckle up is right. Oh, okay. So, and guys, you don't need to know exactly what you need before reaching out. A great planner is going to ask you the questions and get that information from you to know exactly what it is you need just by just by how you guys are going through it. And it's just about being honest and and upfront as possible about what you need help with, what your budget is for their services, and and really your overall wedding. Because it helps no one um, if you reach out to a planner and say, well, we're gonna, we want this uh, budget for our wedding. But then, you know, as soon as you sign on with that planner, that budget changes drastically um, because then you just end up with like additional charges and all these craziness. So your planner is is really um, somebody you want to be upfront and honest with because I think you expect the same from them in return, right? You want to have totally. a really good connection and no planner should balk at you for what you're comfortable spending. It just might not be a good fit for you to work with that planner at the end of the day, right? Right, right. Okay, right. so that's your like different ways you can work with them. Again, deep breaths guys like and danielle calm down a little bit like i could feel myself talking faster because i get excited about this stuff. do you know dan i tell whenever a couple um reaches out and we like get to have this fun phone call the first chat i will start every phone call by telling them um i get really excited when i talk about weddings and i'm gonna start talking really fast and you are allowed at any point to jump in and interrupt me and ask questions because i can get crazy with this stuff. <laughs> that's how i start every single phone call um and it yeah, it usually works well, right? We get excited about this stuff. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so let's talk about like some some actual questions to start yeah. asking the person. You're sitting down with them. You found a couple people that you like or one person. You're sitting down with them. Boom. Now what's okay. next? So a good place to start, um, and we've talked about this before in previous episodes when you're like, I don't know what to ask except how much do you cost, right? A planner especially is one of those roles in your wedding day that there's probably a lot of factors that are going to determine what it is um, – their their investment level is going to be for you because all of those services I mentioned before come with very different price tags and it's tough just to give a, a couple a very like easy one and done number because you know if you're getting married um, at a country club that has everything on site food chairs tables linens everything and you're just picking out napkin colors it's a much different ball game and workload for that planner than if you are planning a wedding in your backyard where you have to bring in every tent light bulb bathroom right. uh, garbage can it's just a different thing so those things those their services are priced differently so where you want to start um, and a great question to ask them uh, as you're as you're doing your searches, hey, have you worked at my venue before? Now, hmm. obviously, if this is happening in your backyard, that question doesn't apply. But then you can ask him, hey, have you done backyard weddings before, or have you done weddings on this scale before? Um, because it's it's so telling. Like your your knowledge as a planner is so um, dependent on the area that you are, and it helps so much when you've worked at a venue before because you know the quirks, you know the ins and outs. Now that said, just because a planner hasn't worked at your venue before doesn't necessarily mean that oh well then they're not a good fit for me. But have they worked at similar style venues before? Like if your venue is taking place at this beautiful barn and it's a little bit rustic and a little bit DIY, but there's other some things included. Your planner, if they've worked at a barn before they know the questions to ask they know to think about things like hey make sure you tell your guests not to wear heels because those wood slats in the floor those heels are going to get stuck in there or hey do we need to think about fans because is this place going to get really stuffy there's probably no air conditioning or heating in this place what should we think about there how comfortable are we going to make these guests if you've worked in a barn before as a planner you're not thinking like that which is totally understandable because right. we all have our strengths but but yeah that makes that's my thought yeah so here's a quick question about that same kind of thing. Um, when some when some couples ask me, "Hey, have you worked in my venue before?" Yes. Um, and I haven't. One of the things that I will say is that, like, I I try to not work at venues that often like like I like a certain amount of uncertainty like one of my favorite things about being a photographer is like walking into a situation <laughs> walking into a situation and interpreting it as creatively as possible do you I, I mean I guess it's not you necessarily being creative but do you like to work at new places often or do you do like you like to have a, a like a familiar you know thing like is it the same with I guess the question I'm asking is, is it the same with coordinators? So I guess I'm coming from a place where my strengths lie in logistics and flow of event. Um, my strengths don't lie in design or creative. Um, I love doing those things, but my um, 
my heart speaks most to the logistics of things. So yep. I feel like I'm providing a best value for my client when I'm able to know the ins and outs specifically of that venue mm. so much so that they don't even have to think about it. I'm thinking of questions that to answer for them uh, that they don't even know they need to ask me. So to me, yeah. that makes me feel good because I feel like I'm providing good service. Now that said, um, I'm also allergic to spontaneity and like throwing myself <laughs> at something without a plan, right? So right. there's ways I go about it because obviously it's impossible for me to have worked at every venue in my area. Um, even after 10 years, I worked throughout a large area. I worked throughout all of Eastern Pennsylvania and then some. So to have worked at every single venue is just unrealistic even at this point. But I do make a point that if I haven't worked at a venue before, I will absolutely make a time to go out there either with or without my client if they're available or not to see the space and to see it all so that as we're talking about things, I'm better educated to inform them and to help make sure that everything that we're thinking of um, is in line with the specific space that they're working in, right? Because there's so many factors at play. Um, I'm not just like, you know, you're working on looking at it from this creative aspect. And I think you can, especially you, Dan, as a photographer, you can probably be put into a cardboard box. And as long as you have some sort of like lighting situation or something, you could still make a really killer photo. And if all I was doing was going into a cardboard box and thinking, how can I make it pretty? And I had like some really cool tools with me, then that's one thing. But if I'm also thinking of it from like a logistical standpoint, then it becomes a much harder conversation to just like Mm -hmm bring out my creative plus like i said i i i'm so allergic to spontaneity <laughs> like i need a plan <laughs> you are yeah, yeah. so okay. so yeah i so, think like, i think that's a big part of it <clears throat> so I, I guess that that begs the question then is like how much experience does a person need to have or a, does a does a, a coordinator need to have for it to be like a good fit right like like if you need if if some people need to have like you're like you're saying uh, you've had to have been at that wedding, uh, that venue a couple of times. You kind of know the ins and outs. That's they're going to be providing a much different service than somebody mm-hmm. who has just planned their own wedding and is just starting out. Not necessarily good or bad, but will bring things to the table, right? Right. But also, real talk, they come with much different investment levels too. Different price tags attached to those things, or they should come with different price tags attached to the, the, those right. things. And guys. Even our ringers, I've had so many ringers reach out to me who have either gone through this process of getting married um, and have either gotten married or still in the process and have said, like, I'm really enjoying this and I want to become a wedding planner. Like, what do I do from here? Um, This one poor girl, oh my gosh, she sent me a thing that said, can you send me like five quick tips of like what to do? And I sent her like a book back. (laughs) Like, not like a book to buy. Like, I sent her a novel reply. So much I had, it was on Instagram. So much that I had to, like, send it because it was like, this is too long. And I had to be like, hold on, there's more coming. (laughs) I just sent her more. Anyway, it's it's great, right? Because you're, like, finding these this thing that you're really enjoying. And how many of us honestly can say that they really love what they do in their job or their career every day, right? And planning a wedding is a flipping amazing job to me. Dan, you would not like it. Stick to photography. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Mr. I like we to know, show up and wing it. We, <gasps> we know we know each other very well. <laughs> yeah. We we balance and, and each other and complement each other very well. Although I did quite a bit of the planning uh, of our wedding, but that's because I already knew half the people I wanted to work with. So I was like, hey, you, 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 go. Right. It's also a lot different um, as a planner professionally. You are not making decisions that you like. You are recommending right. things. You are giving guidance. <laughs> you are not saying, and the flowers are going to be this color and the table linens are going to be this color. Now, if your client fully trusts you 100%, maybe you're going to have that leeway, but most <laughs> times you're not getting that, right? So yeah. you, as the person planning a wedding, it's going to be a much, much, much exclamation point times 20 like dan level exclamation point here guys different experience (laughs) as a planner versus being the person in the role of bride or groom okay so that's just like i just need you to know that it's a much different experience when you are working with somebody else based off their likes and dislikes their guest list not your guest list it's two very different things okay and um just for those that are out there going like i maybe I do want to become a wedding planner. Where do I get started? Or if you're interviewing planners, um, a question I see a lot is, are you certified? Um, Guys, Hmm. no BS here. Most wedding planning certifications, and I will even put them in bunny ears, wedding planning certifications are crap. 
they are there there's no standardization they mean next to nothing um there might be some very rare exceptions to the rules but i'm telling you they don't like the education i've done and i've done i've done the crappy certifications and i've done the more like weird stuff um the weird stuff has been what i've gotten more from and i didn't get a certification from it i just got a okay you you did that thing great you have that knowledge cool. now but nobody huh. gave me a piece of paper um when i first started that's exactly what i did i jumped in and i said i'm gonna do a wedding planning certification because when i googled that's what came up um and i'm just letting y'all know that that means pretty much junk the questions they ask mm. you is and i bet you dan you could probably pass the test easily how Ooh. much does an average wedding cost in Pennsylvania or the United States? They don't even tell you that part. They just expect you to say a number. $32,000? Sure. Great. That's, that could be the answer <laughs> you give, and it's, it's right. But, but, but like, like exactly what you just asked makes my point, is they're not taking into account, well, where are you located? Well, how many guests do you have? Well, what kind of wedding do you want to have? Like, there's all these things, but those are the questions that show up on these certifications. There's things you can Google, guys. Um, I'm going to get off on a tangent on this, and I don't want to. But if anybody wants to talk about this, if you want to go down and, like, explore the world of wedding planning more professionally, hit me up. I'll talk you through it. I'll let you know what I think is a good place to start, but guys don't do the certifications. Anyway, and like I said, if you're interviewing professionals for your wedding, I guess you can ask them if they're certified. I am not certified. I did it my very first year, and in order to like stay certified, you have to pay a yearly thing, and I don't get what paying a yearly thing does as far as making me a better planner, so I don't pay it. So I'm technically not certified. It's a whole mess of things. <gasps> yeah. You heard it Guffaw. here. Guffaw. I think there is a lot of good education out there, but most of it is not to attach, attach to a quote unquote certification. Okay. Hmm. Um, I guess I lost my train of thought. Continue okay. if you know where you're well, going to go. So I, right. I have one more thing I want to add. <laughs> okay. Stop it, Dan. This is me talking now. So, um, when it comes to experience too, I think, you know, venue experience is great. I also think it's really cool if that person has a similar experience um, or has had experiences with like specific religious aspects or cultural aspects that you're looking to incorporate. Yeah. Um, Jewish weddings are very different from Indian weddings are, and both of those are different from Catholic weddings. And um, it's not a bad thing if they've never done them before, but it does add value to you if they have, because you're not having to educate them on the entire uh, world of whatever it is that you're trying to do. They have like a good knowledge and maybe your family has certain specific traditions that might be different, but it helps to, um, it helps if they have that little bit of background. And there's people that specifically specialize in certain types of weddings. Big so time. that again, adds value to you as what they do. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> You have a thinking face on what? What is your thought? I feel like you have. Yeah, I guess I, part of me was just thinking like, is it doing somebody a disservice if you take a wedding for that somebody else would be a better fit for, because they know more about it? So like, I, I'm and I'm thinking about this just from my perspective. Like, like there are certain traditions. Maybe uh, I don't know. There are certain things about the like a Jewish wedding or an Indian wedding that mean a whole bunch, that mean a whole a whole lot, whether that's symbolically, whether it's something to have a photograph of. And I guess that you like at a certain point, like I you'd have to photograph your first wedding in order to be able to like get the experience. But also like what like you do you want your wedding to be an experiment for that person? Right. right? That's 100 like, percent true. Like, you know, all right, so I, I photograph plenty of Jewish weddings, but there are some that are like way on one end of the spectrum, very orthodox, whatever, and they've got lots and lots of different um, sides of the uh, – uh, lot, lots of different traditions or whatever that like I don't know about. So I was just, I was just thinking about that, like, you know, what point does it become, hey, you should, you should just hire somebody who is absolutely specializes in this thing. Not that it, it's not that you do, like I as a photographer wouldn't want to do it, but it's like, I just bet you that somebody else is just a way better fit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they're just going to do a better job, I think, than I would, you know? Right. At the same time, though, if a planner is somewhat newer and I mean, everybody has to start somewhere. 
Totally, so yes. you're looking for that planner to be upfront and honest with you in the same way as they're looking for that same respect in return, but you're looking for them to be upfront and honest with you. And it's up to you to gauge, are they going to do the work to learn about this? Because any planner right. has the tools out there to learn and to dive in to really be able to provide a better service. I, I was absolutely there at one point. I, yeah. at one point, planned my first Jewish wedding, planned my first Indian wedding, planned my first Catholic wedding, you know, all of the different variations of it. And I definitely have ones that I like doing more than others and ones that I gravitate more towards than others. But I had to learn at some point. Um, totally. But I'm the type of person who, when I'm tasked with that kind of homework, Ooh, do I show up? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, does Danielle show up? It's it's but it's what I like to do. It's it's what I've always done. Um, and that's that's my that's my strength. Quite frankly, that's it's it's what I'm known for. Ish. That's actually Maybe? what I was. That's actually what I was going to ask. Is like, you know, that's a great question to ask the person next. Is you know what. <laughs> What what are your strengths? You know what what is the thing that comes most natural to you as a planner? Um, yeah, yeah. I, how many times have I said it? My strengths lie in logistics and and the flow of things. Like I can put together a timeline like it's nobody's business. Oh, but design yeah. is not something that comes as strong to me as logistics and timelines, man. But but I'm super upfront about that. If when a client reaches out to me, or sorry, when a couple reaches out to me and says, we just want you to design this beautiful wedding for us, I will absolutely chat with them and learn more about them, but I won't waste too much of their time if all they're talking about is design because I know right. I'm not the best fit for them. I have some amazing friends who are so freaking talented at really designing a beautiful event that I will say, I think you're awesome but this person is going to be so much a better fit for what you need. Um, <laughs> right. Not to say, again, not to say that we don't work with on the design level, but I focus more on the experience in all that sense. Um, and that's my that's what my clients who do work with me, that's what they need. That's what they need help with. So um, there's also people that have a bigger strength with like DIY projects. I have an wonderful friend who um, she loves building centerpieces and doing all this stuff for her clients. That's not a service I provide. I mean, I guess I could if they really asked me to, but I've never had a client ask me to do it. That's something yeah. she loves doing. Um, Love there's also people who are just jack of all trades. Now, as with anything, I would argue that, well, master of none, maybe, you know, but maybe that's what you need, you know, um, Either way, it just needs to match up with the services that you actually need, the the things that you really need to um, to to make this wedding happen in a way that you're just going to be cool as a cucumber and feeling freaking awesome about it all. Love it. Okay. Nailed so, it. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> I'm doing, am I doing okay so far? <laughs> you're doing beautifully. You're doing really great. Thanks, you're very, your, your words are here today, which is a good thing. <gasps> good. They, I feel like they didn't start like they were here. Uh-oh. <laughs> that, that in itself didn't make sense. <laughs> so um, one of the questions I think is fun to ask, and it's one that I feel like we've talked about before in um, – with photographers and, and interviewing all these things is to just flat out ask your planner, like, what do you think is the most important part of a wedding? You know, maybe oh, yeah. outside of a couple getting married. Um, because I think it's really good to ask to make sure you're aligning on priorities or on the opposite side, maybe complementing one another in priorities. If you are focused on the guests just having a grand time, but the, you know, their biggest concern is decor and making sure everything is gorgeous, you're either going to add to each other's weaknesses or you're going to be very misaligned on priority. So it's, it's tough to sort of go through that, but that's the, those are the things you're trying to look for as you're asking all these questions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That, anything else you'd like to add, Dan? Because two solid yeahs there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're just, you're, I mean, you're dumping a lot on me too that I'm just like, <gasps> just, just pro not dumping, uh, that I'm just processing as well. Um, I mean, it's been a long time since I got married, but I'm just thinking back to like some of the questions that you asked Rachel and I, and like some of your like secrets are like starting to <gasps> unfold now. I'm, I'm beginning to peer behind the veil. <laughs> So I just realized uh, we were at a friend's birthday party this past weekend that you're yep. approaching your five year anniversary. Five that's years. Huge. I would, if I were, if someone were to like hold a gun to my head, that's brutal, and be like, how long ago was da Rachel and Dan's wedding? And I'd be like, I don't know, like three years. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's like five years. I mean, I know you were married five years ago, but it doesn't feel like that. So congratulations. It doesn't. That's awesome. Time flies. 
That's crazy. Yep. And speaking of time flying, the next question I want you to ask, this is not a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm bad at this. This is There's a reason I'm not a news anchor. So um, I think uh, one of the questions that I like uh, that I like couples to ask is like, I like for you to ask a question that kind of makes that person sweat a little, right? And one mm. of those questions for a planner is to ask them, what are you like under stress? Because out of all the people you're going to be working with, if your planner's doing your job, doing their job rather, um, all of the stress and all of the responsibility should be sitting on their shoulders. Yep. I am so impressed that I didn't just curse right there because I said should sitting and shoulders. <laughs> so just an FYI, did not curse. But um, I think that is a huge, huge question to ask your planner. I agree. And I would wonder, I would like to take it a step further and say like what – what is the most stressful situation that you've ever had to deal or work through? You know, because right. that'll. I, I I wonder how how often people are will will give you their true face if you ask a question like that, right? Like yeah. like of course they want you you know you want that client to hire you or whatever. So maybe you will you know puff yourself up. Like there are certain things that I will say that like I lack uh, in my um, my wedding planning experience with couples and some things that I am very strong at. Right? Like I'm I'm just uh, an open book because I just want well the wedding day arrives to just like it just feels like you're seeing an old friend, right? Like you know this person very well, whatever. But you know, knowing something like, like saying, you know, what was the most stressful situation you've, you've worked through and how did you work through it? That's yeah. a question that would make me sweat. Whew. Okay. So, but also as a planner, when you ringers as the couple are asking this question to a potential planner, what you want is for them to tell you, hopefully they're, you know, probably as honest as they can be without sharing too many confidential details. But then I want you to see how you feel in that situation. Do they tell you the stressful thing that happened and you get like, you can feel like maybe your heart rate rising a little bit, maybe you're getting a little sweaty. And then they say, and then I did this and this and this, and it was fine. And everybody had a really great time. And you go, oh, and you suddenly feel lighter because you feel better. That is what you're looking for, in my opinion. You right. want to know that they are going to take a stressful situation and they may go into a closet at some point in the night and cry or scream or do whatever it is. But at face uh, face value, surface level, whatever it is, um, <laughs> you want to know that they've got your back, that they are going to take care of it to the very best of their ability um, in whatever capacity it is and make you still feel okay. I've had brides' dresses fall apart. I've had an entire busload of guests completely be lost and stranded on the side of the road. And every single time, I hope, I've handled myself in a way that has made the people around me feel more calm, more like it's going to be okay. This is a cruddy situation, but we got this. We've got ways yep. that we're going to fix this and we're just got to figure out the best plan right now. And I'll get back to you with <laughs> what that is in a second, but this is what it's going to be. And I've sometimes left those weddings being like, man, like that client is just going to be so bummed about that. And I've gotten emails and reviews and texts and all different things saying how it was their best day of their life. And something not so great happened, but it was still the best day of their life because they didn't have to deal with it. I took over and not took over, but I took on that responsibility and I shouldered that for them so that they can have this really great time. And to me, that's what you want your planner to do. You do not want your planner running around going, oh, oh my God, the cake fell, the cake fell. What are we going to do? Oh my God, oh my God. You want your planner to be <laughs> like, hey, it's okay. We got, we got a cake on backup. It's cool. What kind of remember flavor the, do we want? Remember the Swedish what? fish cake? I remember you putting that back together with, oh, uh, with toothpicks. So Ooh. yeah, guys, there was this cool cool Swedish fish cake and like when we say Swedish fish it was a giant Swedish fish it was it a groom's was a, cake it was a surprise for the groom yeah as a groom's cake and um unfortunately it wasn't quite put together very well and that's okay and as it was being uh, stored in the I don't know if it was the freeze I couldn't have been the freezer I think it was in the fridge um it started falling apart and we had not brought it out yet the caterers um were not sure what to do with it and I just went in there and started <laughs> doing yeah. things with toothpicks to make it uh visually beautiful enough that we can get it out and get it cut and then take it back and have it be cut up into little pieces and nobody would know the difference <laughs> uh, that was 
that was amazing. That was the first time I saw you just be like, it's like, um, it's like, uh, Violet Beauregard when she like takes her, her hair and puts it up in, in a ponytail. Like that's how you know she's going to get to work. You, no. Who's from Violet Lemony Beauregard? Snick- oh no, I don't uh, know that. From Lemony Snickets. Um, don't know that. So like one of the things she does is like she puts her hair up in a ponytail and that's like the sign to the readers that like she like is about to like get to work. It's like somebody like rolling up their sleeves. Right. Uh-huh. And I like there's a look that I feel like you have when I see like the gears turning and you like you can see it. And it's awesome. It's like like it's like Danielle's superpower. It's like when you yell Shazam and Shazam mm-hmm. pops up. Um, yeah. That is yeah. that is for sure. My, I can uh, I can MacGyver a lot of different things. Um, I, I like to think. Um, this year I'm going to yeah. like this year, I'm probably going to get hit with like all kinds of crazy things. Now that I'm putting that out <laughs> into the universe, like, Oh, look at me. I could solve anything. And the universe is going to be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. Universe. I just like to think that I maybe have it under control, but maybe not. Please don't hurt me. Okay. So, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Continuing. Okay. So continuing on, uh, I um, actually, when I was like putting together questions, because I don't just have this list sitting about, um, and I wanted to make sure that, as always, like Dan and I are giving you guys things that really, really help you throughout this planning journey, I was Googling a ton of stuff. And um, one of the articles I came across, I'm actually going to link to in the show notes because it's just got um, some really, really good questions of don't ask this ask this instead and why and I just loved it it's a it's a, an article by this brutally honest wedding planner also named Danielle um, Danielle oh. Rothweiler um, just about things to ask and it's really good it's a HuffPost article so I will link to that in the show notes but one of the questions she put on there was who is your ideal client that's what she wants you to ask and I liked it so much because you don't necessarily need to perfectly fit into their ideal client um, but if you're the exact opposite of who they work best with, it might not be a good fit. And you need your planner and your relationship to be solid, right? So you don't need to check off all the boxes. Like for me, it's right on my website that like, hey, we might be a really good fit if you are a little bit type A. Um, maybe you like Harry Potter. There's a whole bunch of things that actually apply a lot more to wedding planning that I can't think of right now. <laughs> but <laughs> Harry Potter is always what comes to front of mind for me. But it's like little things like that. Now, obviously, if you're not a Harry Potter fan, well, I'm going to judge doesn't you. Let's matter. be honest. No. <laughs> no, it really doesn't matter, right? But if you are and we can connect on that level, then like bonus points, man, right? Because like yep. we can nerd out about cool stuff. Or I have some clients <laughs> who we both, we both love, you know, I love Bravo TV. I, guys, I love all the Real Housewives. Well, Bravo? not all the Real Housewives. Bravo TV. Yep. It's like where all the like reality crazy shows lie and I love it man and I had one client who got married last year and we watched this one show Vanderpump Rules guys you're judging me out there I can hear it now but we both loved it it was like our guilty pleasure and so every email that we would send to each other on like the next day would include like P.S. did you see what happened with this and oh I can't stand that person and like, <laughs> all these different things and it was something that we connected on and like we're able to grow our relationship deeper for it now obviously not every client I work with has to like Vanderpump rules but if you do hit me up um but yeah it's just what it's about Ugh, I'm getting judged it also hard. interesting isn't it interesting though that like like when those like little connections happen that like, you know, uh, there's like a deeper bond created, right? Like, yes. like whether it's not like I, I've got that with every single one of my clients, right? Like, and, and I'm sure that they're like every single other photographer or whatever, hopefully like has that like one little thing. Um, and it's like you do business with people who you like. And it, mm-hmm. it, it I mean, I'm sure that there are definitely people out there who just like hire the, you know, the hired help, they do the job and that's fine, right? Like that's what they're looking for. They want somebody to do their, their job and move on. But there's also businesses who are extremely personal. Um, and I, I, I do this. I'm the same way. You're the same way. It's like, you just, you almost want to do like a little bit better job and you want to, uh, with somebody that you, you like, and you enjoy being around. And it's the same thing from my client's perspectives. Like in the 72 reviews that I currently have on wedding wire, it's like That's awesome. the thing that pops up most. Thank you. The thing that pops up most is like, he was just like a friend by the time the wedding day came around or he was so fun to be around or like those things. Right. Um, and for me, that's hyper important because, you know, like I, I also have to have a certain energy because, you know, I'm, I'm photographing something. So that's visually represented. But yeah, I'm just thinking about how that like, you know, traditional business might say that like, you know, that's 
you know, that's too much time invested or that's not important. But to me, it's really important. And to you, it's really important. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at I work with on average between 15, 15 and 20 <laughs> weddings, 50. Can you imagine between 15 and 20 weddings a year? So for me, I can get on that level with my clients because I'm not trying to manage hundreds of events at one time. I have that time. And I love that. I would not trade that for the world. Um, nope. I don't care how much extra money I could make by booking boatload more weddings. I don't want to. I want to keep it on this really boutique, intimate level so that I can have those fun emails and, and exchanges with my couples. Yeah. I, yesterday, um, I have a couple who's getting married in DC and they're so lovely. Uh, they actually heard about me from this podcast. And yesterday we met in Baltimore and it was so nice to like like it was a lot of driving. It was two hours down, two hours back for like an hour and a half meeting. But like I, I know some people, some photographers who like they just their schedule wouldn't allow for that. But like I love that because it was just like a great relationship building uh, opportunity to just like get together and hang out and enjoy that uh, that time together. That's not for anything other than just right. getting to know each other and talk about the wedding a little bit. You know, that's cool. Have you ever taken the train to Baltimore? It's like a not not to Baltimore, super no. fast train ride. Really? I had no idea. Well, from Philly, yeah. When I went to Virginia, I took the train and I like within like 40 minutes we were in Baltimore and I was like, "Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> that was oh, really I, guess I could be wrong." That. But it was I mean, obviously that becomes like logistically tricky then. You would probably need your couple to come get you, but I don't know. No, I, they got they came from the they came the train from DC as well. So Oh. So there you go. I didn't think about the train. Ah. That would have been well. good. See, anyway, logistics, yeah, guys. but it was awesome. It was this just, it's difference. just nice when you, ha it's just nice when you have that like personal yeah. connection with people. Yeah. So, um, moving on in our list, uh, a question I get a lot. Um, so you may already be thinking about this, but some planners may or may not provide this to you depending on what level of service you have with them. And that's, can you recommend vendors and how does that work? So if you have your entire team of, of vendors already figured out, and this is the last piece of puzzle you need, this question doesn't apply to you, but if you're at the beginning or middle stages and you're still trying to figure out some, like some people to add to your team. That's a really good question to know because a planner is really a person who has, should have an amazing Rolodex of just awesome people and not so awesome people to know who you do and don't want to work with. Right. And there's different ways to go about it. There's some planners I know that will give their couple their entire list of people they recommend. Uh, I do it a little bit differently and I will just send my clients um, based off of what they need. I'll figure out a little bit more information and say, these are like the top two, three, five, whatever it is, people who I want you to look into more because they really align with what they are um, doing and the service they provide or the product they provide. Um, for some of my clients, they will say, hey, can you see if this person's even available? I will make sure that before I send them anybody, I'll make sure that these are the people that I think are a good fit and they're available for your wedding date. So what happens yep. then is if you find this photographer, you're like, oh, I love their work. I can't imagine working with anybody else on the entire planet they're not available for my wedding date. Oh, that feels awful, right? So I yeah. think it's just, you know, different approaches. Also, okay. super transparent situation here too. There are some planners who receive kickbacks or commissions based off who they recommend. Uh, we've talked about this before with venues, right, Dan? Yep. Where there's this list, um, and in order to be on the list, the, the, the vendor will pay to be on the list, so the venue recommends it. Well, it's a little bit different with planners, but some hmm. planners... Um, will get a commission or kickback for referring the service or product um, to the couple. So what that means is the couple is pretty much paying a little bit extra. And then on the back end, that vendor is sending money to the planner to say, you know, thank you or whatever for, for referring me, um, right. which good or bad, but they need to be upfront about it. Um, that's yep, part of the business. Part yep. of the business. Exactly. Um, and another really good question when it comes to vendors is, are you able to save us some money by using hmm. your vendors um few different ways to look at this uh i believe as a business i price myself at a point where i know i'm providing the best service and the best value for what it is that i do and everything's right. in line with all of that now there are some businesses who know that by working with a planner like myself i might make their job a little bit easier so what they've agreed to do is throw in 
a little something extra for my clients if we're able to work together. Uh, for photographers, sometimes they'll say, you know what, you need an extra hour, I'll just gift that for you because I know Danielle's gonna make my day really easy and we're gonna have a great time and she's gonna take care of the timeline for us. So yeah, I'm happy to gift you that extra hour to you as the couple. Um, I've had um, people just offer just a 10% discount. Now it's not everybody because everybody's business is set up different ways. Some people yep. are able to offer those discounts or free things or little bonuses others are not and either way that's okay but ideally you want that planner to have a good relationship with the vendors so that everybody's just providing the best possible thing for you as the couple does yeah. that make sense yeah yeah don't be surprised that like i'm not the only photographer that daniel refers out that's very true yep sometimes i'm not a good fit for people guys i my fiance was a wedding photographer for a, a bit of time and even then, he was not always on the list of people that I recommended. To, to, and, and he totally understood that because sometimes you're just not a good fit for what it is that the, the couple wants. So, right. um, yeah. And yeah. in line with that, guys, I'm doing so much talking. Dan, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I okay. knew it was going to be this way, but it's so great. You, it's like all good information. Okay. All good things. All, all good, good things. things. Um, I heard a saying the other day um, to make something right and well. And I think it's more of a Southern statement uh, yeah. or whatever, but I just loved it. Right and well. I liked it a lot. It's stuck in my little brain nugget. Okay. So one of the last things I want to talk about, which I think is honestly a bit of a doozy, but so important to talk through. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, what planners do is not standardized. It is not apples to apples. Wedding management or day of coordination is not the same across the board. I've talked with a planner before who offers day of coordination services and her services do not start until the week of your wedding. She does not do a timeline. She does not talk with your vendors. She shows up on your wedding day um, and kind of brings things together. Now what she charges and what I charge are very different. I am with you right from the get-go. And I'm not saying this, this is not against her. Um, I'm just, it's, it's just different things. My same service, which I charge more for, is I'm with you right from the get-go. We are working together with your vendors pretty much from six months or more out, depending on when I'm brought on board. I build the entire yep. timeline. We're there for the rehearsal. We go through all these different things. So it's not an apples to apples comparison. So one of the things I really want you to talk through um, is how does your process typically work? You know, like how often are we going to meet? Are you going to attend our, my dress fitting and menu tastings? Are you going to attend vendor meetings? Do you need them to attend these things? How often can we reach out to you with questions? Yeah. How can, like, are we able to call you? Can we text you? Should we just email you? Guys, I'm a big, like, I don't like doing phone calls because I feel like we can get so much more accomplished. So many of my couples are busy working that I can't get them on the phone for an hour to figure stuff out. So we email back and forth because that's what works for them. And that's what works for me. I'll hop on a phone call. But for me, I really dig email. Um, yeah. Like I was saying with you know the differences in people, how often are you going to communicate with our vendors? Um, personally, I think if they don't communicate at all with your vendors, I say run. Uh, yeah. If they say not until the week of the wedding, maybe jog. But it's just, uh, I just feel like the vendors are such an important piece of the entire puzzle um, that your planner, your coordinator needs to really have a good handle on everybody involved. Everybody involved needs to have a good handle on that person so that they know that they're going to the planner as opposed to the couple when they need something handled, right? Because that's right, why you right. have this person. Um, same thing with like, what won't you help with? Uh, what won't you help us with? Right. Mm. So again, for example, I don't do anything that involves hanging something overhead a guest. So if you want uh, things dangling from your ceiling, I cannot and will not do that. Mainly for insurance reasons. If that were to fall and hurt somebody, I am not covered for it. But I know yeah. great people who are covered for it and are going to do a great job doing it. So I won't do it. I also technically won't handle any food or alcohol because again, not licensed to deal with it. Outside of that time, I had to fix the Swedish fish cake. <laughs> but shh, we don't tell anybody that. Don't tell um, about that. Yeah, but you know, it's but I'm not going to serve your food, or or I certainly can't serve anybody alcohol. Um, those are all things that I am not covered for. Um, maybe right. it's something where they're not able to help with your rehearsal dinner, or they won't handle you know your iPod playlist that you want. Like those are all things you want to know. Like what generally won't you be able to help us with? Um, 
How about that? What yeah. do you, what don't you do? That's a good question. Yeah. What do you um, in- include versus exclude? Right. Are you, are you going to be there at my, at my, at my event? Is it going to be someone else showing up? Do you have like a bunch of other events that weekend that you're just going to be bouncing around for, for, from, and I'm going to have somebody else entirely there that day. Um, personally, I think your planner should be at your event unless it's previously discussed that they can't and they've got somebody else, but, um, yep. It's a big deal. It, who's going to be there? Are you going to have an assistant? Are you going to have more than one person? It is really hard as a planner to be the only person there. Um, I always say I need to have at least one other person there so that if I die on the spot, I know that that wedding day is hopefully not going to be affected by much, right? <laughs> You're amazing. Ugh, anyway, guys, this is just what it is. Um, oh, I, one last thing. Do you stay until the end of the wedding? Um, mm, love that one. This is a hefty discussion. Some planners stay until the very end and kind of get everything packed up. Some will leave once the formalities are over. Mm. If your venue will clean everything up for you and you're comfortable with your planner leaving once the dancing really gets started, then that's a good fit for you. If you're going, wait, if that person leaves, wait, is my mom going to be cleaning up? Who's going to, wait, Where? How? who would I get my gifts from? And what about all this leftover uh, food and what what about all these things then you need someone who is going to stay until the end of the event because you don't want to assign that to a parent or a wedding person in your wedding party because they've been partying and having a great time all day you need somebody there until the end of the event in that case yeah yeah hmm and just to nicely wrap up this episode and for me to take a drink and maybe pee um <laughs> i also want to talk about like after your first meeting which is really with any single vendor across the board. But after your first meeting, how do you feel? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel more stressed? Do you feel mm. um, Do you feel like this is a person who's going to just scoop you up and make everything just a little bit better for you or a lot of it better for you? Or do you feel like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't like what they said about this. Or like, but, oh, but then if they don't do this, what are we going to do for these things? Like just just check in, you know, check in with yourself and say, okay, how do I feel right mm. now? Because good juju is key. And I, I think just forming that really good relationship right off the bat is so, so, so important. So, Love it. The end. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Before we wrap up this episode, though, we do want to take a moment to give a huge, huge shout out and virtual high five. To our Patreon supporters, your encouragement truly means the world to us, and we are constantly blown away by your generosity. If you guys want to join that awesome community of ringers and help us reach our goals for the show, check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. There's a whole bunch of different options starting at just $1 a month to help support us and some really fun things waiting for you like video recordings, hangouts with me and Danielle, um, and, and a place to have your wedding questions answered too. And hey, if money is tight, we get it, and that's all good. Keep enjoying this podcast as our gift to you for as long as you need. Exactly, because we love you guys. If you want some more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes at putaringonapodcast.com. And of course, you're more than welcome to connect with both of us on the socials. I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. And I'm at DPNAC just about everywhere. DPNAK, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. And remember, guys, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you rock! Until next time, ringers, we'll see you then.